What up, fam? NFL Draft Series. We are here with Landon Young from, is it UK, KU? I went to Texas, so I always get it mixed up. It's UK. It's UK. UK, okay. Uh, Just doesn't sound right because like the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. From Kentucky, the man from Kentucky, Landon Young. How's it going, brother? Oh, pretty good. How about y'all's? Doing well, no complaints. So let's just hop into it. This draft process, I mean, it's a COVID year. Everything's been out of whack, but it's the only time you're going through it. So tell us what, like, what's it been like? Uh, Definitely been a lot different than what a bunch of the guys that sort of come back to the program and I sort of try to pick their brain about what they went through uh, all the way from combine time, postseason, and even into like right before draft time here. And, uh, you know, it's a lot different picture than what they had to go through. Of course, the combine get canceled. We just did pro days. So all the teams were going there instead of being able to see you at the combine too, even though they want to see you compete twice. And then you go into the time afterwards where you can take visits to facilities. Those are no longer this year. And then uh, now you go into where coaches would regularly be able to put you up on the board, see you in person, talk with you about scheming, about games. And that's, you know, sort of, a whole different outlet now. Now it's all on Zoom. Like we, we got to do just talking over over video instead of actually being able to look somebody in the eye and, and talk through some things. I mean, last year we did the draft series and it was right as COVID kind of started and no one knew how to use Zoom. So they would just call in, Abe and I would be on here. Now it's like, it's almost a requirement to play in the NFL. You got to be able to operate Zoom. It's hilarious. Absolutely. Seems like- I'm curious. Like yeah. Right. Have have you how many teams have you you don't have to like disclose who or what but how many teams do you think you have met with so far uh i probably met with a little over 20 teams uh and when concentrates from like just phone calls to facetimes to zooms to coaches meetings everything and and i'm sure you've been asked some funny stuff in these questions where you're just like what does this have to do with football but there's a reason you're asking me because i think in particular when it comes to the offensive linemen when i think of offensive line coaches I just think of absolute characters, right? Like they want you in the trenches. They're going to push you around, get physical with you. Is there one question or funny thing that's that's happened to you in one of these Zoom meetings where you're just like, I don't know why I'm being asked this, but I'm just going to go with the flow because I'm essentially on a job interview, right? Yeah, now. so uh, I haven't had any like really out of the ballpark questions. Of course, like we sit there and I guess I don't notice them as much because I've been living it the last you know five years in college with, with those – football coaches and they always say each program is the the same people just different faces on them so you know things that maybe a db or a quarterback would think would be a little out of pocket in an interview i just sort of roll with and it's like it seems normal because that's our offensive line room anyways um but yeah so just the, the guys being able to crack up a little bit and of course i try to initiate some conversation just talk about life and and, and joke around with them just because it, it makes me feel easier in an interview makes them feel easier in an interview and it's not just by the book scripted everything so the head coach of the eagles didn't ask you to play rock paper scissors with them <laughs> so no, no i didn't get that one i saw it i saw it on uh uh out on the internet but no i haven't yeah. got a rock paper scissors invitation yet so i think we have like i don't know seven or eight guys we're talking to jack one of them one of them will have played rock paper scissors with nick Sirianni. he's an eagles fan so he's dying to find fan is a fan is a strong word <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to find that one person because that yeah. quote just blew my mind. And I know that these coaches, like, they're asking you non-football stuff because they want to see just, like, how you think, how you go about your thought processes and stuff like that. 
um because the famous one is dk a few years ago dk metcalf like they made him go in without his shirt on i just think it's it's funny how these coaches like bring to life like things that have nothing to do with football just to get a read on your character absolutely and, it, and it's such a monotony for them too it's got to be a little bit of a breakup uh for them mentally as well being able to mix things up get a laugh out of it here and there but like you said it, it is getting to know you on more of a level than just as a football player you know they're asking you questions like we we take all the tests for the combine and all for the league they get sent out to all 32 teams and they're asking questions that are not related to football in the slightest like they're asking mm-hmm. about governmental things, learning, uh, asking if you think that the uh, most important thing that you learn in school is is art and literature, and what do you rate that on? What what your importance of learning that is, and so I mean, it's asking questions that you never would think that you're going to encounter when you're going through the draft process. But again, they're all dissecting how you learn, how your background is, how you grew up, what's your thought process, your morals, your values. They're literally taking a deep dive into you to truly learn you inside out. Yeah. The most important thing I learned in school was that 90% of the stuff I'm learning in school isn't important. (laughs) It's to be a well-rounded student, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Landon, he's he's pro school. We'll give him credit for that. But I think like, I mean, you're clear, you clearly get it, right? Which is like, you need to have an, a pulse on all these different things and an understanding that's just what these coaches are looking for. It's like same thing. You're going into business with someone. You got to like who they are before anything else. Uh, do they talk about football at all with you or it's yeah. all just fucking fucking around? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's here and there, like um, mostly uh, all the meetings you get to football at some point, in it. especially when you now, not necessarily when you get to like, just the phone calls, but when you get to actual Zoom interviews and you get down with the assistant offensive line coaches or the line coach or even the whole coaching staff, that's when they really get down to the nitty gritty of, hey, I'm going to uh, talk to you about what you ran in college. You explained to me this play, what you all did here, what you're looking for uh, scheme wise, um, you know, what's your right tackle, what's your guard center, all those things we're, we're doing during this play. And then some of them say, okay, well, here's a little bit about us. And then I want you to process it. We're going to talk about something completely different. And then we're going to ask you to regurgitate it here completely 100% great for us. So, uh, you know, you do get down to that. But usually the first part of those meetings, just getting to know him, him getting to know you, asking about your background, joking around a little bit. Um, You know, that's definitely the the more fun part of it. But uh, at the end, they, they do have to get down to business. It still is a business. It's speed dating with grown men. It's amazing. Jack, it's kind of like us. It's like, all right, at some point we'll get to football and like talk about that stuff, but we're, <laughs> we're not, we're not going to rush into it. And well, we'll get to football eventually, but not just yet. I have a question. Um, so you're what? Six, six, 300, something like that. Yeah. Um, we're sitting about three uh, fifteen right now. Nice. How fast do you think that you could knock out Jake Paul? <laughs> How fast I could knock out Jake Paul? Oh Lord. Uh, and, it, and we'll call it UFC, so you can, like, use form tackling and stuff like oh, that. Oh, so I can wrestle with it. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that I could do it. I think I'd do submission pretty easy. I was a state champion wrestler. So I, I, I wrestled back in the day quite a bit. You yeah, know, yeah no, that math adds up. <laughs> so you're a, you're a state champion wrestler, and then I'm reading about you, and I'm, I'm seeing you got, you got offers from Alabama, Ohio State, Miami, all the, all the big schools, but you – you choose Kentucky. Yeah, and, and Kentucky I wanted to actually, bring that up, babe. I'm not sure no, no, if you listen, saw 
I saw some. Kentucky's been back. Kentucky football has made a name for. He itself. chose Kentucky because he wanted to help start a legacy. I need to hear more about this. What yeah, legacy? That's, I was getting there, I, Jack. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, what you said, and and definitely during my freshman year, during the whole recruitment process, guys across the nation, different coaches. You know, no one respected Kentucky football. And no one thought that everyone thought that if I were going to choose Kentucky football or if Drake Jackson were going to choose Kentucky football, that we had a loser's mentality. We just want to go to a losing program. But that's not what we had in mind at all. We knew that there were pieces of the puzzle already there. And with the promise of the updated uh, uh, facilities and with the new coaching staff, everything like that, we saw the right directions that that program was going in just with the time and the right people inserted into the program, what it could do. So we went there in 2016 to change the whole atmosphere, to change everything, the culture about that team. And instead of being the laughingstock of the SEC and the bottom feeders, like we turn it into a respected program. So, you know, changing from, you know, and I I lived in Kentucky my whole life. I've been a Kentucky fan. It's been a pride thing for me to have Kentucky across my chest, but uh, going to a program that was two and ten, turn around going ten and three in 2018, being able to win the Citrus Bowl, go to five straight bowl games for the first time ever in our his- in our program's history, that was more important to me than going out and winning a national title to a with a team that I had no affiliation with, that I just went so I could go and participate for a national title every single year. Who can say that they went into a program, changed the whole legacy of the program, and left something there for that program to continue to rise off for years and years to come? I like that. Yeah, I was I was gonna bring up the Citrus Bowl just because uh, I went to Penn State, but we don't have to. Talk Did about you? That. So you bl- you blocked for our boy Benny. Oh yeah, we had Benny. We had, we Benny, had Benny on the on. show. Benny actually, he said uh, we're gonna get to be in his music video when he finally films one. So <laughs> I don't know if he's invited you, but I think we're that in. whole we're I in. think that whole that whole speech was beautifully said, and it, it makes a lot of sense. You want to make a name for yourself and and somewhere you actually care about. But I bet you didn't think that you would turn Kentucky into a football school. <laughs> no, that's that's definitely not. And you know, it sort of helps with uh, the fans being able to see, or with uh, you know, the basketball team not last couple of years not having a great season. That's what I'm saying, yeah. man. Kentucky is a football school, exactly. And that's what, what we've been hearing. But you know, at the same time, like it, it's we want both our teams to be great. Of course, every every single mm-hmm. school does. But we definitely wanted to be a respected team. And I think that's where we got to finally. You know, teams are coming in for game prep on Kentucky and saying, you know, you don't need to underestimate these guys. Like, they're going to come in right. and play ball. And, you know, you've seen from, you know, even freshman year, 2016, when I came in, when we played Alabama and Josh Allen after the game said, you know, that may have been the most physical game that I've played in my career. And that was just the steps we're taking. But now we, now we finally started getting a little more consistency. We started getting a little more – um, of that open offense, and especially this year, they're changing it to a whole pro-style offense rather than our inside zone that we ran 99% of the time. There. I was going to say, isn't there – you can't find one guy who can throw deep or something? Like, what's <laughs> – we, we're, we're trying to get to there, and uh, I'm, I'm really excited, especially with the new coaching staff, uh, seeing what they had to offer to the team and being able to see really what, like, Bo Allen and, and Joey Gatewood are really going to be able to let go and actually do and, and see, you know – what, what the possibilities that they have there. But, you know, this offensive team, I wish I had a year that I could have played underneath it and just be able to, like I said, open up that repertoire, get some outside zone in there, get some inside zone, get a lot more pass play action. Um, I, I think it would have been really interesting to see how we would have evolved even greater with the team that we had in years past with that offense. 
Gotcha. So you grew up in Kentucky, as as you've talked about. But is did you grow up a fan of the NFL or a fan of a team in particular? Obviously, Kentucky doesn't have a team. So yeah. So uh, definitely, when I was young, I didn't watch a whole lot of football. Um, it was until you know I started getting into high school football that I really started even watching college games. Uh, we ended up farming West Kentucky, and we spent a lot of our time there uh, with my grandparents. And uh, uh, of course, they raised cattle and they raised pigs, especially when I was real young. And it was just never a thing that I really sat down and watched a lot of football games. Well, once I got into high school and I started falling in love with the game even more, we started watching it and uh, watched a lot of Kentucky. And then every now and then we'd turn on NFL teams. And uh, I was always a, a, big, a big Brett Favre fan. And I definitely heard about the, the whole steel curtain with the Pittsburgh Steelers and, you know, fell in love with those two teams when I was young. And that's what I would always watch. So I, I grew up being a, a Green Bay fan. Um, but definitely as my college career went on, it sort of opened up to a variety of teams because I was able to really study some of the great tackles to play throughout the NFL. That was my next question. Is there one tackle out there, offensive lineman in general, that you've tried to model your game after or you're looking to model your game after going to this next step? Um, so what I try to do is I, I never really try to pick one guy and emulate him completely. I try to pick from a, a, a variety of different tackles Maybe it's a, a first step or maybe it's a, uh, the way that he strikes his hands or the speed that he gets off the ball. And I try to pick things from different guys and try them out and do them. I watched a lot of Joe Thomas film, of course, but, you know, what offensive lineman didn't watch Joe Thomas film? You know, <laughs> one of the greatest to do it. Um, then I, Laramie Tunzel, Andrew Whitworth, all those guys like I, I, David Barchiari at, at Green Bay, of course. I went and watched uh, those guys film a lot through college just to be able to pick up on some of the things that made them – as elite as they are in the NFL. Um, and then two guys that I really enjoyed watching this year was, of course, Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills on the Browns, he was my right tackle in high school. So he was wow. a year after wow. me. And so me, we were on the same team for three years. And then um, uh, Tristan Wirfs, of course, uh, just because those are two rookie guys that got in the league and were excelling very well at what they were doing, especially as rookies. And that's something you don't see a lot in the, in the offensive line room, the guys that are – you know, uh, getting votes for the Pro Bowl in the rookie year at offensive tackle. Crazy. All right, so what about this? Is there a quarterback in particular you'd love to block for? And then who's, like, the one guy you want to kind of test yourself out against on the defensive side of the ball? Hmm, that's a good one. Uh, you know, of course, I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's one quarterback I want to block for. I'll block of course, for no. Yeah, yeah we, we <laughs> but, not. We know we know the media training. You yeah, we're not trying. We're not trying to pull quotes. Yeah. We're just trying yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, you know, I, I I've been re really uh, really cool to watch Lamar go through uh, his sort of career in the NFL to start off with too, and that you know that's something that's really cool to see because we were such big competitors, and you know the year he won the Heisman, you know he fumbled down on in the red zone, and we ended up beating him that year, and we've had some really really good games against him, and it was actually against us when he got put in first at Louisville and ended up, you know, being this breakout player, just freaking running all over the field. Um, so being able to see him, you know, really excel in the NFL is really cool and really watch. And it's fun to see how defenses try to combat that, how they try to shut that down. It's funny you brought up Lamar. Cause I was literally going to ask after that, like as an offensive lineman, this is just me thinking as an offensive lineman. Like when I think of blocking for a guy, so Jack's a diehard Ravens fan, has a, a brand. He calls Lamar the baby goat <laughs> as he, as, as he puts goat. his headband on. But I, when I think of being an offensive lineman, I put myself in your shoes. 
and I take a quarterback like Lamar, and then I take a quarterback like, let's say, Drew Brees, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, Lamar would be so annoying to block (laughs) for. It's just like you never know where he's going to go, whereas Drew Brees, you're sitting back there just like, all right, I'm chilling. But all right, but you miss it. Yes, but you miss a block, and you're blocking for Drew Brees. Sack. You miss a block for Lamar. Lamar can make him look good. Yeah, right. It's like a highlight reel play. And you're like, well, if I had made the block, he wouldn't have looked as good. So yeah, um, so we, we sort and, of faced something similar to that when we had Lynn Bowden at quarterback. Right. You know, we went through a whole season, lost our quarterback second game of the season, had Lynn back there. And he was very, you know, I, I wouldn't say as good an athlete at quarterback as Lamar, but Lamar also played there his whole career. Um, but it was something like, you know, especially in pass block, you just sit there and hold on for dear life because you don't know where he is. You don't know where the ball is. Even in the run game, it was like he was the fastest slow or the the slowest fast person you knew because he would just wait, 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 and all of a sudden there's a hole, and it was made something out of nothing. And so I figure that's the same way with Lamar. It's like, oh, you miss a block, but he's about to scramble for 20 yards and get you a first down anyways. Literally. Yeah, and that won't come up on film because Lamar just took it 60 <laughs> yards to the house. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what about on defense? Anyone you want to match up against or rematch from your college days that uh, you want to dominate? Oh, yeah, I for sure want to be able to go against Josh Allen again. You know, we, we had our battles through it throughout college, and, you know, he I, I definitely give him a lot of credit for shaping me into the, into the uh, left tackle that I was because, you know, I got to go against him uh, straight for three years. And uh, a guy that, uh, again, was really elite talent that I said, you know, every, every day of practice, if I can go out and I can block him well, there's nobody in this nation that I can't block. And I would definitely like to see, you know, sort of that difference when we get into the NFL, a whole new, whole new level of game. And, of course, he's had a little bit of experience in there. But being able to rematch that – and sort of just get some get some laughs, get some kicks out of that. That that would be really fun. That would be fun. That would be awesome. Cool. All right. So Let's do you it. took the Wonderluck test, right? Yeah, I did. All right, throw it out. We have a better one. Okay. All right, we've we've given this to all of our our prospects so far, and it gives Jack and I, who don't know much about X's and O's football, but it gives us an idea of where that your careers had it on trajectory wise. So, first question right off the bat: What's longer? A subway footlong or an NFL football? A subway footlong. Correct. NFL football is, do you know? I do not know the actual Yeah, I was going to say, with the speed you responded, you were like, that's a dumb question. I was like, does he know? That's what I thought. (laughs) An NFL football is 11 11 and a quarter inch. (laughs) Okay, so. But yeah, that was, he got off the line of scrimmage real quick there, and I was like, wait a second. All I right. got this scripted before, and I have all the answers sitting right here. <laughs> well, 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 it's actually funny. Yeah, we were just talking to Trey Nixon, and I meant to send the test to Abe in the Zoom chat. I put it on the general chat. So I was like, Trey, don't look at the test answers, even though uh, we wish we could. All right, second question. 1,000 pounds of bricks or 1,000 pounds of feathers, what's heavier? They weigh the same thing. Okay. Quick, Most people quick. have been nailing that. Most people have yeah. been nailing it. That, that question's been around for a few We're years. We're getting now. him buttered up. We're getting him That's ready. Right. This is like the last butter up question before we get into the nitty gritty. But some months have 31 days, some months have 30. How many of the months have 28? Uh, all of them. Well done. It might have been a false start. I thought I saw a finger. I had to think about it. He was like, give me a second. My wife's birthday is in February. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one. I was like, no, all of them have 28 days. Fun fact, my birthday is the 28th of February. Really? Hers is 27th. 
Huh. There we go. There you go. We'll we can throw a, a birthday party. So yeah, wherever wherever you're headed, I'll come through <laughs> the end of February. You'll probably be celebrating, still we could, celebrating your. We first could do role. Benny Snell's music video celebrating Landon's wife and your birthday. It's perfect. perfect. There, there we go. go. All right. This one, not a trick question, but hard as shit. shit. Ninth place, 10th place, 11th place, 12th place. Spell the word 12th. 12th. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everyone says. (laughs) T-W-E-L-V-E-T-H. Close. Close. So it's T-W-E-L-F-T-H. Nobody gets that F. Yeah, including myself and Jeff, oh. we took this test without looking at it. Yeah, it's just it's a made up word. Well, I think <laughs> that's why. Yeah, that's why even I love giving the test because we've already flunked it. So our embarrassment, <laughs> we're past that. Now we embarrass other people. But we usually don't tell people that we flunked it so that we look smarter. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll give it to you. Of course. All right, a few more questions. We have an electric train. It is moving north at a hundred miles an hour, and the wind is blowing west, also at a hundred miles an hour. Which way does the smoke blow? You said the train, it's electric. It doesn't have smoke. Wow. There we go. Okay. Okay. This Landon's got it. Landon's cooking with gas. Jack and I talk about Jack and I talk about a lot. Like you have to have it in the NFL or the NBA. And a lot of the times it has nothing to do with football this or is basketball. It. This is it. You this is it. Yeah. And that question right there was quick off the line, and I think you have it. <laughs> but uh, we got one more and then we'll we'll get you on your way. Good deal. All right. How many times can you subtract two from ten? How many times can you subtract two from ten? <laughs> and and for everyone who's just listening, Landon's got the I know that they're bullshit. I know they're with, fucking right, with right, us. Right. But yeah. <laughs> I got something that he, I'm like, I thank you all. Everyone, because this is the last question on the test, so everyone when they get to this point has already gotten screwed over by us. And this is so, a trick, yes. Absolutely. So their first reaction is. It's just unbelievable. There we go. Just unbelievable. Because everyone's first reaction is, in their head, you probably just said five. Yeah. But then you're like, wait, these guys have been fucking with me for the last <laughs> exactly. 10 minutes. That's everyone's train of thought, but no one ever gets to the one. But there you go. Yeah, and he so and he got impressive. the bonus question of he could beat Jake Paul's ass. So that was that was very well done. There's only been one person who's ever gotten 100. percent Some nerd quarterback who went to Princeton. So we don't even you know we don't even really count that. Man, but what if he still listens? Yeah, no. Kev, I mean, Kevin's the man. But I'm saying you know. <laughs> That that's their best performance of the year. So well, I appreciate it. I, I wish I would have known how to spell twelfth. Now, <laughs> all right. Uh, question for you. I mean, you talked about it a little at the beginning with your whole story going to Kentucky, but what would you say your underdog story is? Uh, my underdog story. Hmm. You know, I, so I sort of say. You know, like you said, I, I loved being the underdog in Kentucky. Kentucky was always like the the team chosen to lose. But even me, especially coming out of 2018, I ended up redshirting because I had an injury. That was my true junior year. I'd come off two seasons of being able to start nine games out of the two seasons, played in uh, 20, 25 out of 26 games. And so I got hurt out of there. And the the big thing uh, coming – sorry, my wife and dogs are going to the door. But uh, the big thing coming out of that season is, you know, NFL teams wanted to see me go out there and be able to, to play at a high level and not act like, you know, that my knee was never an issue, that my knee's not an issue. And then again, all the way up to this draft, you know, 
it was sort of like I'm trying to catch up to everybody else that didn't have that redshirt season in the middle of their career. And so, uh, especially this last season, being able to go out, have a really good season, be able to prove myself to these NFL teams that I'm NFL ready, being able to go out and play in an NFL team, and then having the adversity that we had during this season with uh, losing our, our, our coach, our offensive line coach. And so I'd say sort of that's like our underdog is that, you know, I'm at Kentucky, a place that's not, that hasn't been respected for so many years. We're chosen to lose. I'm coming off an injury. I'm still trying to prove myself out to the rest of the nation that I'm the football player that I think I am. We lose a coach and we still have to stay at a high level because at the end of the season, if you just crash and burn, you're not going to help yourself out at all. So being able to, again, take that leadership role with the other, uh, we call uh, old heads on the team, and be able to sort of take up that space that Coach Sarman had left when he passed away and make sure that all the rest of the team is still on the same track you are and make sure you're still going to improve the rest of the season. That's awesome. No, that, that's awesome. great. Um, last question for you, then we'll, we'll let you run. Um, what would you say is the favorite live event you've ever been to? It could be a concert, could be a game. Um, could be a future event. Can't say the Super Bowl unless it's the Super Bowl with the Ravens. That will let slide. <laughs> but what what's the favorite live event you've ever attended? Favorite live event? Uh, I haven't gone to a lot of concerts, really, to be honest. The only ones I really have is Red, White, and Boom. And, uh, you know, I got to see a lot of artists there. But I would definitely say uh, there's, there's two that really stick in my head. We have the Kentucky game back when we played LSU and went in triple overtime. And then we had was that was that in Kentucky or Death Valley? That was in Kentucky. And then so I was I was really young. I was actually helping work the concessions. Or no, I guess I was younger than that. Uh, oh, you weren't playing in the. No, game. I wasn't playing in the game. Yeah, wow. that was that was back when I remember watching the games. And then the second one, as much as I love Tim Tebow, got to meet him a couple of times. And it is an absolute awesome, awesome dude. And I never speak down his name. But the game that he got knocked out by Kentucky. <laughs> in the UK stadium. That was the, that was a play that I literally, we were working the concession stand for my middle school. I walked out with my friend and that was the first play I watched. Wow. I gotta, I gotta run that. Yeah. We gotta, we fly. gotta check that film. Yeah. You don't knock out Tim Tebow. I know. Yeah. Well, yeah, not UF yeah, like Tim Tebow. Like you knock Tebow. out Jets and Eagles, Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah. He got, he got like carried off the field and everything on that game. But wow, that's, that's like, crazy. that's one of the things that I remember about the stadium originally was like, Walking in there, me just, you know, young, all my parents back there, me and my friend think we got the world by the nape of the neck going into this huge stadium by ourselves. And I sit there and I watch Tim Tebow get knocked out. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. That's nice. cool. What's, uh, what's your social media so we can uh, shoot you some follows and get the people listed and following you? Yeah, for sure. So on Twitter and Instagram both, it's Landon underscore young underscore 67. Exactly. And then on Facebook, you can find me just Landon Young. All right. Yeah. Earlier cool. in the in the conversation, you said you saw it on the internet. I got nervous that you didn't use Twitter or anything. I was like, "He's <laughs> is he on dial up? Who refers? I mean, we're young guys. Who refers to it as the internet? Uh, you, we'll we'll you, definitely. Yeah. You, they always say that I'm an old soul in a young man's body. Yeah. Do you get uh? Do you get like good messages, hate messages, funny messages? Like, what are you a TikToker? What's your vibe on social media? Yeah. So I, I I'm a pretty. Uh, uh, not I would say probably low profile guy. I still post quite a bit, and uh, my my Instagram game's getting a little stronger. I get verified okay. on Twitter the other day, so there, there we go. go. Jack hasn't. Yeah. Oh no, 
<laughs> I've been trying for a while, but I guess you got to be, you know, a, a hoss of an O-lineman and headed to the NFL. Maybe I'll start working out harder. I don't know. Yeah, you do know. But, uh, yeah, I, I post a lot of stuff about, you know, football. And then, of course, uh, me and my wife and all our hunting adventures we go on to. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Sweet. Brandon, this was a ton of fun, man. We appreciate you taking the time coming on. We're rooting for you. We'll link up probably the end of February again. We'll start planning the party. We'll hit up Benny. We'll get the music video. We'll see you going, at the Super Bowl but... parade in Baltimore. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sounds good. Baltimore. All right, Landon. All right, Landon. Thank Thanks, you. man. Appreciate it.